Hello everyone, welcome to Perfect Porridge. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to mention the platform I use to produce this podcast, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast for three reasons. One, it's a podcast-specific platform, so it has all the tools you'll need to make a great show. Two, it's designed for beginners, so it's extremely user-friendly. And three, you can get paid regardless of listenership. Check it out and start your podcast today. A quick disclaimer, I'm in no way a medical professional, nor is any of what I discuss medical advice or opinion. This episode features personal anecdotes and personal reflections and takeaways. Friday. Welcome back to Perfect Porridge, the podcast where we talk about navigating young adulthood and discovering what's just right for me. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm really excited to talk about today's topic, which is the first episode out of two on transforming from my greatest critic to my greatest supporter. We spoke last week about navigating insecurity and how living in accordance with my values, plus controlling what I can and and letting go of what I can't, has helped me become more confident. And this week, I want to focus on that control aspect. I love control. I crave control. I get anxious when I'm not in control of something. And that's manifested over the years in a variety of ways. In school, I was a dictator-type leader. I didn't trust anyone to do the work as well as me. And I didn't value their opinions. At work, I would refuse help because I thought that if I delegated, I would spend more time worrying about whether or not they were doing the task right, you know, quote-unquote right, than using that time to relax or work on something else. And in my personal life, I've spent years trying to control people's perceptions of me. I didn't realize it until quite recently, but I've been branding myself long before social media became a thing. I think we all have to some degree. It's, it's challenging to remember and accept that there is no objective version of us. Every single person that we interact with forms their own opinion about us based on their unique circumstances and existence. And trying to control those opinions and perceptions has been a big contributor to my struggles with insecurity. For years, I have judged Almost every single thing that I do and say and analyzed it from different angles to ensure that I was communicating exactly what I wanted to or, you know, giving off a specifically tailored vibe. Literally being a full-time critic of myself, I actually, (laughs) this reminds me, I just posted a video, I think it was last week. Or maybe it was this past weekend of a draft I had since like June 
and it's me with the audio. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't know what the fuck this is. It's just some sweet for the fucking kids, okay? And I captioned it, me and my reflection after practicing. Oh, what was it? <laughs> I just posted this. It's like me and my reflection after rehearsing the same unrealistic scenario seven different times so I'm emotionally prepared for all outcomes (laughs) because to loop it back to the control thing I I struggle a lot with vulnerability and, and that's something I talk about later on but it's this constant critique of myself honestly I've done it while planning this entire podcast I do it all the time I do it while recording But something that I've realized is that no matter how hard I try, I will never be able to control other people's perceptions of me. I can only control my actions and my reactions. And I want to clarify that overthinking my entire existence does not mean that I don't act irrationally or spontaneously. There have been plenty of times that I have ran my mouth or... (laughs) Or did something dumb because I didn't want to bruise my ego. And ironically, even though I'm not the proudest of my actions during those times, I appreciate them because they remind me that it's possible to exist outside of a state of performance. Ooh, I kind of liked that. (laughs) That was like a good little liberal arts gen ed term, state of performance. Hmm pat myself on the back for that one. Good job, Catherine. And ironically, that that actually segues perfectly into the next part of this episode, which is how I've started moving away from that critic mentality to my supporter mentality. First, I remind myself almost daily, and I mean this when I say almost daily, that I can't control people's perceptions of me. Point blank, period. It's like trying to nail jello to a tree. And if you've ever heard that that expression, I actually get that. My parents have this, I don't know what, I don't even know what you would call this. It's like one of those wood things has a wire on the top and you can hang it with a nail. I don't know. They have it on one of our doors and it, it says something like, raising a teenager is like nailing jello to a tree. I don't even know what that accent was, but um, <laughs> that's where I got that from. <laughs> Anyways, reminding myself daily that I can't control people's perceptions of me. And in, you know, in reminding myself of that, I also remind myself that I am a multifaceted person with a unique perspective and existence. And that's a, you know, quote unquote brand in and of itself. There is literally no one else like me. Just like there's no one else like you. And I don't mean that in a, oh, I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other guys. Like, I'm my, I'm, I'm someone totally different. No, I mean it in a, in a, I value myself as a unique individual way. I know a lot of us, especially if you're on TikTok, You scroll on social media and you probably go, I've never had an original thought in my life. 
But that's not true. Yes, you're going to share experiences or values or beliefs with other people. That's literally culture. But no one can be you. Realizing that I am that unique individual has been a game changer for me. I spend less time trying to form this perfect version of myself that fits exactly into this mold and and more time appreciating all of the nuances of my existence. And how do I appreciate those? By treating myself like a friend. I speak to myself like a friend would. AKA, I don't critique everything that I say. Well, I try not to critique (laughs) everything that I say. I wish, I wish y'all could see into my brain sometimes. Honestly, I wish you could because I will sit there sending a text and maybe it's the writer in me. Maybe it's the overthinker. I don't, I don't know. But I will sit there and I will read a text like five times and I will edit it. Sometimes I'll change the structure of the sentence because I go, oh no, it sounds better this way. And I'll literally sit there like copy editing my text messages sometimes. So I try not to critique everything I say. <laughs> not that I actually don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but along the same lines, I try not to scold myself if I make a mistake. I try not to belittle myself every chance that I get. I allow myself to be open with my emotions. Because if a friend came to me crying, saying that they just needed a hug, and I looked at them and said, why do you need a hug? Are you that lonely? Why are you feeling this way? You know, essentially interrogating them and making them feel shitty about how they feel and act, then I'd be a shitty friend. I'm not the first person to say this, and I won't be the last, but treat yourself like you treat a friend. And I know that's not easy to do. Especially when you've spent years as your biggest critic. What's worked for me so far is just spending time with myself, honestly. I dedicate whole days to just me. Sometimes I go out and get coffee and go on a walk. Sometimes I clean my house. And sometimes I lay in bed all day and I watch TV. I don't get up. I maybe get up to brush my teeth, shower. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I go a day or two without showering. Okay, and it's usually not more than it's usually not more than a day. <laughs> I don't want y'all to think I'm nasty, but some days if I'm literally just laying in bed the entire day, I'm not doing anything. You know, as long as you give the important areas a a clean, a nice wipe down. There's no bacteria for you really to be cleaning off. Anyways, this is. <laughs> This is not an episode about hygiene. We can talk about that another time. (laughs) I just mean to say, sometimes I just, I dedicate the entire day to just lounging and just resting, really allowing myself to rest, cultivating important rest time, or rather cultivating intentional rest time has, has really changed things for me. Regardless of what I do in the day, it's my day. 
I limit my interactions with others. I mean, I don't completely ignore my friends on those days. Like, I'm still responding to texts and everything. But I've noticed, and I've said this a bunch on my TikTok, that I often crave comfort from others that I really crave for myself. And I only started realizing that when I spend time with myself. Intentional, solitude-y time with myself. Is that a word? Solitude-y? I don't know. I'm making it one. <laughs> um, but I realized that I would come out of these big emotional releases feeling unsatisfied, even though my friends were right there with me and comforting me. And this isn't to say that you shouldn't seek out and be vulnerable with your friends. We are a social species. We need interaction with other humans. I've just realized that I've expected love from others that ultimately only I can give myself. That is all for this episode. Thank you so, so much for listening, my friends. In next week's episode, I'll talk more about treating myself with kindness, not comparing myself to others, and I'll start on self-compassion versus self-pity. If you want early access to episodes, bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and the opportunity to hang out with me and other Perfect Porridge supporters in a monthly online hangout, subscribe to my Patreon at Kitty Starchild. You can also support this podcast through Anchor directly. I'm pretty sure there's a link in my bio for that. And make sure that you follow at Perfect Porridge Podcast on Instagram, myself on Instagram, kitty.starchild, and myself on TikTok, at Kitty Starchild for all of the other updates and extra content. Again, thank you so, so much, my friends. I love you all dearly, and I will talk to you next week.